Peyton Pritchard has been very vocal about his role in Boston. I am firmly team Peyton Pritchard. I think a lot of you might be too. Plus today, a crossover episode with Locked On Bucks host Kane Pittman. What went into that 10-game winning streak? How are the Bucks still as good with one of the worst offenses in the league? It's all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Brandon J's, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast dropped directly to your device if you're a subscriber. So make sure you are subscribed on whichever podcasting platform you choose. It's there. Oh, it's also on YouTube. You can watch the show on YouTube. Hop into the comments, join a growing community of Celtics fans talking about the team, talking about the podcast, talking about whatever in the comments. It's a lot of fun there. Uh, I am John Corrales. I host this show Monday through Friday. I'm a former professional basketball player. I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. And now I'm also hosting on February 21st. That's next uh, Wednesday. A conversation with Kendrick Perkins. A uh, conversation about his book, The Education of Kendrick Perkins. Perk and I will be on the stage at the Armory in Somerville. And then you, after our conversation, get to ask questions. I will be moderating the whole thing. So go to the Armory at Somerville's website, get a ticket. 40 bucks gets you the book, gets you in, gets you a chance to ask questions. Later on, segments two and three, crossover with Kane Pittman of Locked On Bucks, uh, talking a little bit about what the Celtics uh, are looking like, talk a little bit about what the Bucks are looking like. So that's going to be in the next two segments. But I wanted to start today's show with Peyton Pritchard. Pritchard spoke after the game, uh, after the win against Memphis. He had a, a nice performance there. Uh, again, I thought at the end of the first quarter, he came in. The assist on a three-pointer to Mascala, and then two three-pointers of his own were really, really huge to help the Celtics get within two and change kind of like the entire course of the game because that, that kept Boston in it, and they could go off and build their lead. But it's, it's what Pritchard's been saying off the court uh, to various reporters talking about how he's wanted an opportunity elsewhere. And I haven't heard a ton of blowback, but I've talked to some people and I think there are some people who don't quite understand exactly what he's been talking about and exactly what he's uh, where he's coming from. So I wanted to talk about that. Today's episode, by the way, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On, make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So Peyton wants to play basketball. Peyton is 25 years old, and he is in a unique spot as a fourth-year, four-year college player to come into now his third year in the NBA. He's already 25. He's older than Jason Tatum. And I know we probably look at 
the floor and you think that he's a younger guy because Tatum's been in the league for six years. This is his sixth year, and this is uh, uh, Pritchard's third. He looks young, uh, and you'd think, okay, well, he's just a young guy, and you don't put into the whole perception of, oh, wait, yeah, he spent four years in college to Tatum's one, and he's actually a couple months older than Jason Tatum. But Tatum is already on contract number two and will be on contract contract number three before you know it. Jalen Brown is 26 and only a little bit older than Peyton Pritchard, and he's about to go into his third contract pretty soon too. So I, I really want to stress how the business side of this plays into what Peyton Pritchard has been saying. And again, I think he, he still remains really, really popular. And I think there are some people who might think like, wow, if you, why, why wouldn't you want to be here? Why wouldn't you want to be part of a championship contender? Uh, but for guys in these spots, unfortunately, it's not all about the you're on a championship contender. You would say, hey, it doesn't matter what you want to pay me. Pay me $200,000. Pay me $100,000 to sit at the end of the bench. I'll do it for nothing. You know, but that's not how it works in the NBA. He has limited opportunity. His ability to earn this amount of money is going to go away probably within five years, 10 years max for a guy like him. He's smaller. He's not explosive necessarily. He works, he works really hard, but he's, he has a very small window to get all of the money that he can for basically the rest of his life. So I'm not going to begrudge a guy for saying, Hey, you know what? This is great. I love it here. And he has said very clearly, I love the city of Boston. I love my teammates. I love this organization, but, and that, but is I want to play basketball. I want to, I want to, I don't want to sit and watch entire games. I want to go out and play basketball. And part of the reason why he goes, he wants to go play basketball is because he loves it. And he's like, it's killing him not to play, but also, you know, there's a contract coming up. You got one more year under contract and you got to hopefully prove to somebody that I'm worth bringing on. It's just not going to happen in Boston. You got Tatum who handles the ball sometimes. Smart, obviously. Derek White, player of the week. Derek White. How crazy is that? All these guys hurt and Derek White steps up and becomes player of the week. All of these guys, Brogdon, Jalen handles the ball sometimes. Al Horford brings the ball up sometimes. There's limited opportunity for a guy like Peyton Pritchard to get his minutes. Right now, he's actually probably playing. He's looking forward to this. The Bucks, the Bucks game, it looks like the Celtics are kind of punting that game. No Jalen, no Smart. Jason Tatum's doubtful. Grant Williams, questionable. Uh, Rob questionable. There's, there's, it's going to be kind of like end of bench guys carrying them through this. So Pritchard might start against the Milwaukee bucks for all we know. So, uh, it, it's great that he's going to be getting this opportunity here, but he wants just a more consistent opportunity to go out there to prove to the rest of the league. Hey, when my contract is up, you want to sign me. You want to give me two or three years and not just one year deals. 
Because if he just goes and gets one-year deal, one-year deal, one-year deal, first of all, you don't want to be moving from city to city to city to city after all of these deals are done. You want to, you want to have some stability. And with each one-year deal, there's just less of a uh, certainty that you're going to get that next deal. You want to get that two, three-year deal so you can say, at least I know for these three years I'm making this amount of money. It's tough for a guy like Pritchard. And I just want to say I'm firmly behind Pritchard. I completely understand why he's been saying what he's saying. The Celtics were never going to deal him away just to deal him away and say, hey, you know, we'll we'll give you this opportunity. They they needed to keep him for times like this because they knew Smart's out. Brogdon has an opportunity. You know, he, he, it's always a chance that Brogdon's going to miss some time. You never know with a, you know, a sprained ankle or an inadvertent elbow to Jalen's face. Like that, that, that stuff happens. And for the Celtics to have Pritchard there, it is an absolute luxury for the Celtics to have him there. But I get what he's talking about. And I get why he eventually wants to go to a place with some more opportunity because he's got to, you got to make your money. This is a job as much as we and you say, look, <laughs> I root for the Boston Celtics, right? You want to sit there and you put your Boston gear on. You you root for the city on the front because you're proud. There's civic pride involved. Richard, yeah, he loves Boston. He loves his teammates and all of that. And he wants to win a championship. Of course he does. But also, he's got money to make. And, you know, if he if he's done playing basketball in his early 30s, theoretically, he's got 40, 50 more years of life to go where he's not going to be making anywhere near that kind of money. So what's he going to do? Like, yeah, he can get into coaching and he can get into some other stuff, but you're not going to be making that kind of money. You're going to have some kind of pad for the next 40 or 50 years of your life. So I'm not going to begrudge a guy for wanting to do that. And I just wanted to say all that because I, I do feel for Peyton Pritchard. And I wanted to make sure that if there are any stragglers out there who are kind of like, Hey, Peyton, you should shut up or anything like that. No, I, I really do believe that he's fully invested here in Boston. And also when this season is over, we'll probably request to be moved somewhere else. And I think at this point, the Celtics should probably honor that request. Up next, we talked to Kane Pittman of the locked on bucks podcast, a good conversation, uh, between the two of us to uh, preview, well, what was going to be a great game, but now eh, not so much, but we get, we get into some big picture stuff. That's next. First, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the Lockdown Podcast Network. They're the number one sportsbook in America. We're the number one podcast network in America. So, of course, it makes perfect sense for us to get together. You, as a new customer are really going to love this. No sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So make it a good one because you get $1,000 in bonus bets for signing up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Just download that FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything. Money line, points, point scores, uh, threes drained 
You can combine your bets for a bigger chance with a same game parlay. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, everything you want uh, in in a uh, in a betting app. Don't miss your chance again. No sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. Got to do it at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. If you don't sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, you're going to miss out. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We just ask you to please gamble responsibly. Thanks for making LockedOn Celtics your first listen every day. You make Lockdown NBA your second listen. Actually, get to that Lockdown NBA feed. There's two great podcasts there. Lockdown NBA, which I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison, and the Lockdown Game to Game, which gets you caught up on all the big stories in each game. Each host gives you each side of the story. They're both on the Lockdown NBA feed, so check it out. Now, here's my conversation with Lockdown Bucks host, Kane Pittman. A few weeks ago, I wouldn't have thought we're going to even catch up to the Celtics, but a 10-game winning streak, there's some schedule stuff here, and and you know this, John, when you get something like this where there might be star players missing, take advantage of it. It's not up to the Bucks to feel bad about it. Take care of business when you're a oh, yeah. straight game and try and, uh, and, and, and try and uh, gain an advantage or get closer to the Celtics here who, who have been at the top of the East from the start. So I guess that's my question. We, this game is going to be a funny one, but more big picture. The Celtics this season started hot, offense sizzling, and as is the case for most regular seasons, you see there's little patches, a two, three game patch where things might not go the way they wanted to. Now there's a few guys out of the lineup. Where do you think the Celtics are placed? And this is a, this is a very, very broad question, but uh, we are now on the road to the postseason. Yeah, well, they went through a, a, a portion of the season where they were the absolute best team in the league. And then they kind of were middle, mediocre a little bit. But their defense actually, their defense has consistently climbed. I will say that. Their offense dropped to mediocre, but their defense has consistently been climbing, and uh, they've gotten into the top five in each. So that that has been uh, a nice development for them. But, you know, there were other teams that started making their moves. Philly had a big run. You guys are on a big run. Memphis had a big run. So the rest of the league started to catch up to the Celtics. But over the past month, month and a week, the Celtics have ba- gone back to being the best team in the league again. So I think this is about right. They're they're the only team with 40-plus wins in the league. Uh, they are a game and a half up on Milwaukee, which is – I wouldn't expect them to have a, a much bigger lead than that over the Bucks. Four games over the Sixers. That That is the trio right there. I, I, and if, it, if the Sixers didn't have, like, that beginning of the season kind of tough start, they'd be right there with the Celtics. So – that's the trio. Cleveland is kind of in a in a class by itself now that Brooklyn has kind of imploded. And then there's the rest of the teams there. And and so I, I feel like this is exactly where we all should be. This is like a game of Mario Kart now. We're all kind of jockeying for position. Who's going to throw that red shell at the end of the year? That's going to be the big question. So what did you see from the trade deadline? Then? I mean, we've discussed this a fair bit on Locked On Bucks. I think anytime if you are a contending team, and you see superstars go to the opposite conference. You sit back and say, okay, well, we're not too upset about that with Kyrie yep. Irving and Kevin Durant. Brooklyn looked like a team that was always going to be a wild card. Now those two stars have moved over to the West, which I think you're fine with if you're a Bucks or a Celtics fan. But did you think that the Celtics needed to do anything big? I mean, it seems like a silly question because you've been cruising along, but both the Bucks and the Celtics made some, some minor stuff. Minor yeah, things. yeah. I, I, I think the, the trade deadline was the the rest of the league trying to catch up to the top of the league. So the rest of the league made big, bigger moves 
uh, took bigger swings, traded five draft picks for team for guys. And uh, the Celtics, the Bucks, they made their their little moves. They kind of kind of shored up their depth because hey, Milwaukee knows who they are. They're a really good team with their core, and they're just looking for some place to upgrade. So when the Celtics and Bucks do match up in the Eastern Conference Finals, Jason Tatum's not hunting down the Grayson Allen switch. He's mm -hmm. on to Jay Crowder. That makes absolute perfect sense for the Bucks, even if it's not the Jay Crowder that we knew from the Miami days It's or even his early Celtics days. It just makes sense to try and find that guy. The Celtics, they want to add a little bit more shooting so they can space the floor a little bit better. Al Horford, through the through the course of the regular season, he's not going to play back-to-back. -back. So he's playing against Milwaukee, not going to play against uh, Detroit. So you go out and get Mike Muscala, who's a big guy who can get, get out there and, and shoot and has been not shy about shooting. So I thought that was a, a good, solid move. And, and now they still have that open roster spot where they can go get somebody if they feel like they want to add like a little extra wing depth. So... Some of the names that have come up have already come off the board, but I can see them going after a Will Barton or somebody like that. That's is he going to move the needle? Is he going to change any anything? <laughs> is he going to like throw the odds so out of whack? No, but hey, that's one more guy that that can play and may not play in the playoffs, but can get you some regular season depth. Uh, Brad Stevens calls it. You want to be foul proof. So if somebody comes out with uh, two early fouls, you can stick somebody capable in there and be fine. That's that's what Milwaukee did. That's what Boston did. That's what the, the teams at the top did. You know, Memphis getting Luke Kennard. Like, the, the, these these kind of, like, single guy moves that adds a little bit of a depth piece. Smart, smart way to do it while the rest of the league is trying to catch up. So this question about the lineup. We, we went through that series last year. That was just an absolute grind for seven straight games. Super physical, defensive-minded. The Bucks. Obviously, didn't have Chris Milton in the offseason. They had Joe Ingles. Say what you want about he, he's, you know, what he can do defensively at this point in his career, but it's another big guy that they didn't have. You pointed to the Grayson Allen stuff last year. Now they add Jay Crowder. Do you think the Bucks are better placed from purely manpower, what a playoff rotation might look like, to deal with a Celtics team that, let's face it, it's a big team? It's a big team, uh, very perimeter-oriented, but, you know, they – that I think the Bucks are as good a matchup against the Celtics as you're going to find. Uh, Drew Holiday, you know, Pitbull, your Marcus Smart. You, you, so you can kind of like say, okay, those two guys are kind of like a similar version of one another. Uh, you know, you go across with Chris Middleton, who, you know, he'll, he'll like, I expect him to just be Chris Middleton by the time these two teams match up in the playoffs. Uh, he's a Celtics killer. He's like the captain of the, 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 the <laughs> all Celtics killer team, man. So, I mean, yeah, I'm afraid of, of him, uh, you know, but, but obviously, I mean, we don't have to mention Giannis because Giannis is, you know, probably the best player on the floor. Um, you know, I, I don't think anybody on Boston would doubt that Giannis is the best player on the floor and, you know, either on either side, the whole thing with, with Boston is Jason Tatum. Is he, is he, how close is he to Giannis? Is he on the same level as Giannis? And that that's going to be the big thing. And it's Tatum shooting that that puts him on that level because obviously Giannis is not going to be able to do what Tatum does with the sidestep threes and all of that stuff. So Tatum has really risen his game. But if you've got Brooke Lopez in there protecting the rim, 
that that's going to be tough. I think having with, with what the Celtics have done with a Mascala, you you could theoretically say, okay, you know what, Brooke, we're gonna we're gonna put out Mascala and Horford, and we're gonna we're gonna space the floor with some size, and 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 kind of dare you to try to try to guard that and open things up that way. So it's it opens things up for a, a big chess match. The the Crowder edition opens things up for a chess match. Ingles out there opens things up for a chess match because, you know, you, you can attack certain guys, but you also have to guard certain guys. So I think the Bucks are obviously the biggest threat to the Celtics. I assume this is going to be the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that's a very safe assumption. And I think for most people, they'll say this is – the actual NBA Finals. The Bucs and the Celtics are, I think, so clearly the two best teams in the NBA that I would expect this to go seven games and down to the last second shot, and it may it may come down to who ends up with home court and gets that friendly kind of home crowd in the last seconds, mm-hmm. and and maybe maybe somebody gets rattled on the other side and you get that little extra adrenaline boost when you're just exhausted and you got those legs to get that shot up over the outstretched hand and hit the buzzer beater. That's how close I think these two teams are matched. Absolutely. All right. I'm not sure if you've got any questions coming back the other yeah, way. Man. Uh, so we can get into some more buck stuff uh, as we keep rolling. And we'll talk about LinkedIn jobs first as a small business owner or hiring manager. You know that success in 2023 all depends on team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs uh, helps you do this quickly by uh, going beyond the resume data using insights from your job post company and the 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. What do you got for me, John? What do you want to know about the Bucs? Um, well, I, I kind of want to know how you guys have been integrating. Like, how, how has Joe Ingles kind of worked for you guys? Because I think people who listen to and watch this want to know the 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 other guys on this team and and how they've been because the Celtics depth has been really on display and we're 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 looking at this game and and I think we're both sitting there saying hey you know they can they can this looks like the Celtics are punting it but Derek White is the player of the week and there's some other guys there that if if Milwaukee says oh we we got this it's fine and they come out a little bit, you know, slow, this could end up being a battle. But what about Milwaukee's depth? What should the Celtics be worrying about there? Yeah, it's interesting. And the Ingles one has been fascinating. And I always have to be a little bit careful talking about Joe because there will be people that if I say anything positive, they will accuse me of, for some reason, having some type of bias to Joe Ingles. But uh, <laughs> if, if we look beyond that, he has missed, and we know he was coming back from the ACL, and this was a big question mark for the Bucks signing Joe Ingles to that salary slot that they did. What do they think they can actually get out of him? He's missed 33 games this season. But overall, the Bucs have, have really struggled to be healthy all season long, and I had to look at it 
uh, just before we started this show. And Middleton and Giannis have played 200 minutes together in the season. I mean, they just have not played together because Chris Middleton's been out. And probably that has been one of the biggest factors that has determined why the Bucs have struggled offensively. They're actually 21st in offense for the entire season. I mean, they have been just, hmm. just objectively bad. But in the half court, they haven't been able to get anything going. Now, sometimes we look at that and say, okay, that's Chris Milton, but Drew Holiday's missed 11 games. Giannis has missed 11 games himself. But when Joe Ingles first came back, he had in his second or third game, he had, uh, I think, 15 points and eight assists. And it was interesting to me how easily Bucks fans were impressed by a guy that can run, pick, and roll and make an easy pass and throw a lob because the Bucks don't have a true point guard. They, they mix and match between Giannis and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. They can be turnover prone at times. So the thing that Joe Ingles has brought to this team is a guy that can really operate offensively in the half court, which is something that they absolutely need. We know he's unconventional. He looks a little awkward. He goes at his own pace, but he's a 6'9 guy that's a lefty as well. And he is actually just easily able to make the correct pass. And I think one of the big benefits we've seen is him trying to work into a connection with Brook Lopez on the offensive end. So I think what it does for the Bucs, Ingles might be in the closing lineup in games. We'll see, depending on matchups, the defensive stuff. But I think what it does is it gives the Bucs different options offensively. If Giannis is on the bench, okay, how do we keep the offense ticking? You've got Chris Milton that can be out there as a threat. But now you've got Joe Ingles who can run offense and maybe unlock some stuff with Brook Lopez. So I think offensively is where it helps. And then, you know, obviously the Bucs have been awful as a three-point shooting team in the postseason. So you add a guy that's played lots of playoff games and he's yep. just a really good shooter. I mean, the offense, it's... Look, the Celtics are third in offense right now and they are fourth in defense. Um, like, how... How has Milwaukee, as the twenty-first offensive <laughs> team, but but the second-best defensive teams? So there are a couple of slots ahead, uh, about one point separating their defensive rating. How do you how do you hang? You know this this long. How do how do you stay within a game and a half? How do you whip off a 10, 10 game winning streak with an offense that's been struggling as much as it has? Yeah, it's interesting because at the start of the season they started nine and zero and they won those games on defense and Brooke Lopez was just absolutely insane, which we weren't sure about because even last year, he missed most of the season. He came into the postseason pretty underdone. So we're like, okay, he's 34. What type of Brooke Lopez performance are we going to get this season? But he has been awesome defensively. Then you've had Giannis carrying the offense and the offense has been terrible. They were shooting the ball at, at an awful clip for much of the season, but the last 10 game winning streak, they're seventh in offense and they're second in defense. So the defense remains elite. Why has the offense got better? Part of it is Chris Milton has played in those 10 games. He literally returned at the start of this 10-game winning streak. So they haven't lost a game since Chris Middleton's been back. He's coming off the bench. He's providing a serious scoring punch. He's scoring at a, a very uh, high per-minute rate right now. And you've had Joe Ingles. So all of a sudden, you're just healthy. And every team is missing players. Guys miss back-to-backs, those types of things. But the, the game's missed for the Bucks was seriously, seriously significant. And if they weren't elite defensively, uh, they would be right back in the middle of the pack. So it, it has been the defense that's carried this team. Giannis still taking all those jumpers? He is. He uh, he has not shot well. It's been fascinating to see Giannis this season because he's been elite at the rim as, as he always is. Uh, but he hasn't shot the ball well from three. The mid-range stuff has not been not been good at all. It's actually been worse than it has been the previous couple of seasons. So he's still working on it. Uh, but... 
no no level of consistency with that three point shot. But he'll have nights where he'll go three for four and, sure. and have those nights where he'll knock them down. But I'm always of the opinion, and people get mad, like don't ever shoot threes. I'm never going to sit back and say or be angry at Giannis for for pulling up for a three because that man, if anyone on this roster has, should have the license to to take a jump shot when they feel like it, it should be him. I just feel like, you know, during the regular season, especially for a team like Milwaukee, yeah, let it fly. What the hell? Yeah. Look, yeah. What's what's wrong with, I mean, he he's still solidly in the MVP conversation. You're still right there knocking on the door for first place. And if this game goes the way we kind of think it will, it, this, they should be only a half game out. They, they could go into the all-star break tied with, uh, you know, tied with the Celtics, depending on how the Celtics next game goes They're They're on a back-to-back. Um, they, they could, they could end up going in. How many games do you guys have left before the break? Two. Boston two. then Chicago. Yep. Yep. Oh, so if you win two and Boston loses two, they could be the first, they could be in first in the East heading into the break. So I, I see, I see no reason to complain because I feel like Giannis in the playoffs isn't going to take those shots. I feel like he's going to still try to be the guy that he always has been. But if he can start finding a rhythm at some point during the season, then maybe maybe that, that shot actually becomes dangerous enough where you can't defend him the way he has. I never really I, – I know that there has been some consternation in Milwaukee over this. I, I just – I never understood it. I think you're right, Giannis. Like, Giannis can do whatever the yes. hell yeah. he wants – if he wants to work on kicking the ball in from half court, hey, you never know when you're going to need somebody to punt you a three-pointer. So, yeah, go ahead. Try it, Giannis. I, I don't think there's any issue with that at all. Well, the other thing is, and it, the three-point stuff, like he, as I said, he'll have some games where he'll knock some down. But again, if he's shooting three or four threes a game, I, I don't think that's fine. The mid-range stuff is interesting because this is actually, to your point, where he can score in the postseason because teams will be like, all right, you want to shoot mid-ranges? But last year he was up at 41% on all mid-ranges and 44% on long mid-ranges. Like, that's fine. That's that's a, that's a fine percentage for a yeah. shot that teams are going to give him. The problem is this year he's down to 29% on the mid-range, but that's actually the area of the game where he showed improvement, whether it's those turnarounds, maybe working to the middle and shooting a little hook shot. Like, those shots are valuable for him to continue to shoot because that's what allows him to get easy points, and then the defense has to has to make a decision. So I, I'm with you. I'm glad we're in the same boat here because I, I'm never going to get on a podcast and go crazy about Giannis shooting a few jump shots. Always fun to do these crossover shows. Uh, we did cut out. I did cut out a bunch of the conversation. We did, had a much longer extended conversation over at Lockdown Bucks. So if you want to hear more about it, I, I cut out a lot of the Milwaukee questions about Boston because it's kind of stuff that you've probably heard. But if you want to hear the whole thing, go to Lockdown Bucks. He's going to play all of it. This was just a portion of it. So I, I just cut it down a little bit. So check that out there. Of course, I always recommend you going to the other team's podcast after a game to kind of see what they what their take is because it's always great to hear the other side's perspective. So subscribe. You can subscribe to every one of these shows. There's a Lockdown for every NBA team. Obviously, subscribe to the Lockdown Celtics podcast and make it your first listen every day. You can do that every at, on every podcasting platform. You can even do it on YouTube. I'd love it if you watch the show on YouTube. Uh, the comment section is popping with a lot of good comments in there. So check that out and share the podcast. Tell your friends and family that they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.